Hey everybody, Dan Weisenberger here, joined by Elijah Bean and Zolivary Nelson Jr. And we are here to talk about uh, the the buggiest, craziest, most endearing game of 2017 so far, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. So first off, what did everybody play it on? Because I want to, I'm trying to get a survey of which platform is the buggiest. I play on Xbox One. <laughs> okay. Nelson? I play on PC, and after 15 minutes of play, my game crashes. So if I cannot accomplish something within 15 minutes, I essentially have lost all of my progress. I have become, inadvertently, a speedrunner. Oh my god. <laughs> I ran this thing on PS4, and yeah, it had been nothing but bugs. Like, the game just, just stops, just, just locks up from time to time. I've had a lot of falling through the uh, environment. I've had uh, it hang on menus. The first time I played the game, it locked up. I pressed pause to go to the menu, and it got halfway there. By which I mean the screen turned mostly dark, but the menu never loaded, and I could still play the game. Wow. Which, yeah, it's it's something else. It is... And, yeah. And on my end, uh, as I've mentioned to both of you before... Amongst the weird things that have happened for me, I stealth killed a guy and it teleported me through a wall like I was the vision into a locked room. I got run over by a bus that I was riding in. And I've, I think it's safe to say that I've turned gliding down and steep mountain cliffs into an art form in this game. It's, it's, it's like Tony Hawk at this point. <laughs> and the strangest thing is, it actually used to be worse. I was... Uh part of the beta, the initial press-only beta. And okay. believe it or not, it was actually worse. They did a lot oh. of work as far as optimization and bug fixing because before it was it was nearly unplayable. Wow. I, I would have loved to have seen some of the unplayable version of this because it, <laughs> it still has a lot of issues. Man. Uh, we'll probably be talking about this later, but yeah. just as an example, the drone... Yeah. That is super. That can be super unwieldy at times. Oh yeah. In the beta, um, imagine a squirrel being chased by a dog. That's <laughs> your drone. Well, and, what I what I kind of love about the drone is they they decided they were going to have these drone obstacle courses, and then they forgot to make it possible to fly the drone indoors. No, like. I was astounded by the number of bugs. I mean, I'm. it's rare that I'm really, really thankful that I recorded every second of my playthrough of a game, but I found so many just crazy bugs in this thing. Like, uh, the, I, I felt, I mean, I got a video of it up. In fact, we'll post a couple of the videos we have, if we all have them, I assume, uh, of just weird stuff that happens in the game. But one time, like, right at the start of the game, I'm climbing down a ladder, and I get to the ground and I just keep climbing down because they, they put the ladder through the ground and oh, no. yeah. And so I got to the bottom rung and I'm like, Oh wait, my, my chest is buried in the ground. Do I just get off the ladder now? And I got off the ladder now and I fell straight down through the scenery and I could just, I just sat watching for a full minute as the world receded up into the sky. <laughs> and and I fell you into know, a void. I think what's really one of the things that's most endearing about the game is that this is being presented in one of the most beautiful game worlds I've ever seen. I was playing on PC on the lowest settings, and it's yeah. still 
breathtakingly gorgeous, and this is accompanied by like glitches and bugs from the PS2 era. So you have this really weird dissonance of a AAA quality game uh, with very solid fundamental shooting action uh, combined with the technical level of a PS2 budget title. And I think that that is, it's almost a throwback in a really interesting way. That, um, not just that. Makes also, it like, they, um, oh, you were saying? Sorry, not just in that, but how they execute the levels and stuff like that in that, you start a mission, but you could go off, take out three outposts, yeah. surf all across a cow with dune buggy, blow up the whole other compound, and it's like, oh yeah, if you'd like to start the story mission, just whenever you're cool. Yeah, there's there's it, absolutely no pressure to get anywhere and do anything. They want you to explore this world, and the thing is, what you said about how beautiful this world is is true, and I would say that in addition to how great the game looks, and it does look great, they've actually built a really good map to traverse. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually get really bogged down by collectathons and the way they made it, it almost reminded me of The Witcher 3 in that while I'm just gazing in wonder at the scenery I'm like oh that looks like an abandoned outpost I wonder if there's something cool there and it turns out that inevitably there is always something um, yeah. it's one of the most interesting open worlds I've uh, had the fortune of experiencing in an open world triple-a grim dark shooter format well and i think one of the things that really pleased me was um the the constant just as a way to get you into the world and make you feel like as you say it's very grim dark and so as a way of making you feel like you're actually being positive in this world and doing something the constant people to rescue is something i really enjoyed Okay, and like, that it comes out of nowhere, like it's spontaneously happening, rather than in Far Cry, where it's like, oh yeah, here's this designated place where they have hostages. Whenever you've got a moment, hero, <laughs> you can go and save them. Whereas here you wander around and you'll be like, oh, there's some hostages there. And, okay, I know I've, I probably fixate too much on my motivation for killing people in video games. Like, I want to make sure I've got a good reason <laughs> to be doing this. Well, and, it's plausible deniability, right? Well, it's yeah, like there is you that. want to have a solid court defense. 100% I do, right? But at this one, it does an unusually good job of setting you up for that because these guys are awful. Like, they are... I, I, on four different occasions, stumbled onto guys forcing people to dig their own graves. Like, and... and I, that that level of awfulness and brutality, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm fine shooting all these guys in the head from a quarter mile away. One hundred percent sign off on that. It, it gets even worse when you start uh, turning on your uh, sniper vision or whatever they call it, because yeah. when you go into that sniper vision, you can find clues that lead you to like caches of diamonds and like dead bodies and stuff. And like you see, oh, there's two steps. There's like, no, two sets of footsteps. And then there was one. Oh, it's like the hostage is being carried. Oh, no. That was, oh, God. Yeah, you just find like a dead body at the end of the trail. I didn't expect this to have like almost sort of like an L.A. noir inspired, you know, let's actually search a scene and try to solve a crime bit. You don't expect that in a game that's called Sniper Ghost Warrior. Oh, no. I mean, this has full-on environmental storytelling. They have built narratives into the side of the road. Like, right when you start the game, uh, um, so you, you get through the prologue mission that's just the movie Goldeneye, right? So you, you get through that prologue mission. I mean, it's not, I, I'm not li- I'm not exaggerating to say it's just the movie Goldeneye. It's exactly the movie Goldeneye but in every way. you're paired with your um, annoying as crap older brother 
no reason to hate. Older brother in no, he's the younger brother. The younger brother is the one you're paired with. You are the older brother. The way they start with the younger brother, like the game opens with a flashback to the younger brother sniping, which makes you think you're going to be playing the game as him, but you're not. You're playing as the older brother who's the tracker. They introduce the the characters in a really weird way. The younger brother in the beginning is like bullied or whatever, and like... It, it turns out when they do the time skip forward, it's like, oh, no, he's actually the jerk. And he's dissing you after years of you through his childhood being supportive and crap. And it's like, I felt genuinely betrayed. Yeah, I really don't like those guys. Like, I really didn't like the brother character. <laughs> yeah, it's he, very he weird. Sucks. But right when the, um, so right, you, you, you finish the prologue, you get into the game. And as I was driving to the first checkpoint for you to unlock your first uh, save point, continue point, I noticed a set of skid marks and a broken guardrail. And I'm like, huh, that's a weird thing to randomly find. So before I even opened up my thing, I climbed down the side of a mountain and I found like a reporter who had been driven off the road and off a cliff. I'm like, wow, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that kind of environmental storytelling. And that's just the first of many of these. Like you're constantly seeing the... Uh, just like the results of the brutality around this thing. Like you say, following the footprints to a corpse that's been left on the side of the road. Like that happens over and over again. And I always found it affecting. I think they did a really good job on that. There is something though that they did that I'm still not sure how to feel about. And that's the most wanted characters where there's a boss character. And the, the thing I like about it is, Unlike, once again, unlike with Far Cry, you'd expect them to be in just one designated spot with a predefined mission. These guys can show up pretty much anywhere in in their region. Yeah. And you can take them out and you get rewarded for it. But there's some really odd elements to it. Like, there's a fashionista who kills people by slowly bloodletting them. And I kid you not, there's there's a point in the game where you end up in an assault rifle duel with an old woman. Yep. They're such strange narratives. Like, that's the thing. The game builds these bizarre narratives within the action. It's like, and as you say, it's like, in its own way, with the quirkiness of it, The Witcher 3 of action games. Oh, sorry, of modern action shooters. Like, they actually want to tell this weirdly interesting and strange story. And completely unexpected. Like, you would never in a million years, assume that Sniper Ghost Warrior would have anything like this. But, yeah, like, because the first game, I I got, like, an hour into, and I have never picked it up again. It is... It oh, is it's garbage. Tra- I couldn't tra- finish it. It actually breaks. It actually breaks during the second act. I couldn't finish it. I literally could not. Wow. I, I had the misfortune of playing Sniper Ghost Warrior 2, which was, like, Sniper Ghost Warrior 1, but somehow less structured and cohesive. Wow. Yeah, so basically, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 is like the payoff of two really terrible games. Because I'm amazed this thing gets sequels, but apparently City Interactive has found this niche of dad gamers who want something that <laughs> seems sort of realistic military shooter, but it's easy enough that they can get into. Because seriously, in the first game, you could basically headshot anyone off the top of your head without much effort, but there were all sorts of attempts to make deep mechanics. Then the second one went to CryEngine, which they also used for this one to make it more open world. And no one really expected another one to come, and then boom, here's this third one. And it's kind of a soft reboot even. They dropped the original story, 
And it's it. I, I want to know the story behind this game because the, the, it seems more confused and all over the place than the Force Unleashed in terms of backstories. <laughs> and what really got me was we were talking about how excellent the environmental storytelling is. Yeah. This is combined with one of the most bafflingly unpolished attempts at cinematic storytelling I have ever seen in a game ever. The writing, for example, when you meet uh, someone who I guess is supposed to be your former flame, yeah, is cringeworthy. It's terrible. And then you move out of these terrible cutscenes into like the world again and suddenly it's like oh here's some nuanced storytelling and there's some brutal stuff going on and you're dueling a, a, an assault rifle grandma and it's like it's they want it to be all things to all people sniper ghost and warrior and they've tried to do that throughout the entire series and now in this entry it seems they finally nailed it in some respect um while completely just destroying it again endearingly in others and i i find that dissonance really interesting because we had other triple a attempts at ambition this year i'm not gonna name any names but that had might have had some similar issues but they just got, completely got dumped on um and now this game comes out of left field and for some reason it's one of my games of the year and i'm still trying to figure out why <laughs> I don't the, the weird part is it might be on my game of the year list just because it does so much right but you're right to point out that the story is full stop embarrassing like I was embarrassed for everyone involved in the story sections the writers oh, yeah. the people who had to animate it the voice actors like they don't do a good job but beyond doing not doing a good job I was sad that they were having to read this dialogue like and by the way I actually have a video of one take uh uh, and this is how shoddy it is of one take voice acting where someone, because they were reading a script quickly, wrote the word read out loud, the word fiend as friend. Oh, and they, just, they left it in the game. Like no one caught it. It says fiend in the subtitle. And he says friend. Like, cause you know, Did, yeah. well, actually after what Nelson said about the, the beta being even more broken, and I'm kicking myself for not having played the beta. I had the opportunity, but I never got a chance to play it. Uh, I, oh, I, 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 it sounds like they really were rushing. It sounds like this game, they, they had to hurry it out the door. And I'm just, I wonder Oy. why. And I, I think like every time we go to a cutscene, I'm like, this is the most cliched writing. There's no heart to it. You never emotionally connect to any of this stuff. Like you can just see someone here showed them. Here's a list of stuff that happen has to happen in a call of duty style narrative they're like "Ooh, no it has to be more hollywood what if there's a bunch of busty women in there as well done and like my, that's that's what they my, went with my favorite part um is when the cliches start getting rearranged and remixed and like <laughs> smushed together like in the opening again uh with your brother basically a golden eye section yeah. like he spouts every oh you're a cog in the military industrial <laughs> complex and i'm like Hey, don't aren't we supposed to be doing like a covert mission? Like, yeah. why are we shouting about this? Not only you that, just, just like, you just follow orders. You're both are, in the we're army about this now. <laughs> like you're both in the army. You don't get to be a rebel who doesn't like the system when you're a special forces guy. And as you say, why are you having this conversation now in the middle of a helicopter flight to go blow up a bunch of chemical weapons? 
we're, we're doing the same exact orders, man. Yeah, like, we have the same job, and we're doing it at the same time. Um, another thing we really should talk about, though, is the sniping. Because the thing is, the warrior part in this game is really all over the place. But they actually managed to make the sniping satisfying. I dare say they actually made it more satisfying than Sniper Elite. I don't know that I would call it more than Sniper Elite, but I would say it is on the same level as Sniper Elite. Like, I really loved Sniper Elite 4. I think they did an amazing job that time, but you're right that this is this is the best sniping series... Sorry, this is the best this series has ever done, but more than that, we are now living in a point where there are two major sniper franchises, and both of them have a really exceptional sniper gameplay, which is kind of incredible. Especially the accessibility mechanics, because that's the thing, in yeah. that if you let, play on a normal difficulty setting, it gives you all these indicators for all sorts of things like wind speed and stuff like that, yeah. and it actually helps a lot. I regularly don't have to do the whole empty your lungs bit in order to actually take a, a shot. Shots, can, yeah. yeah, it actually is natural. You get a feel for it. It's almost like, almost kind of like Forza Horizon in that respect. Yeah, where it makes this really complicated thing feel within reach suddenly well and i love the wind speed in because you've got your scope right and you got your ticks in the middle of the scope and then you've got your wind speed indicator at the top so you have to look at how many ticks it is to the left or right then you look on your scope then you know what range he is so you adjust the wind you adjust the drop and then you can as you say you don't even have to slow down time you can just shoot the guy it's it feels you're right completely natural and it's and accessible I've... I've never done that in a sniping game before, and part of that is, as you mentioned, the the drop mechanic. I think it's brilliant how they teach it. It's like uh, on PC, it's Q to uh, turn the indicator down and E to turn it up, yeah. depending on the distance. And like, I had never understood why those things were even there. I just thought it was ornamental, and it's like, nope. oh no, nope. you're ticking it up to match the distance you are from your opponent, and it actually matters yeah. how you tick it. And I was like, oh. Suddenly, this really complex um, concept becomes understandable again in this bafflingly good game. <laughs> no, you have to make it a question. I'm not. I'm 100% signing off on you making good a question here because it's it's both great and not great at the same time. Like it really is a terrible game that's also great. And I have rarely, I won't say never, but I have rarely had such a complex reaction to a video game. Where it's like, I know that this isn't good in many conventional ways, but I am legitimately enjoying huge parts of this game. It's and, basically the sniper equivalent of Blades of Time. Oh, I love you, Blades of Time. I will, I will always love Blades of Time. It's so terrible! <laughs> But yeah, that's that. That's a 100% accurate comparison. Blades of Time, the only game in history where the character's alternate costume puts more clothes on her. <laughs> that's how much they didn't understand how to make a video game. Uh, no, it's it's kind of amazing. Like there's um, and and by the way, I don't know if you've played Sniper Elite Four yet, but Sniper Elite Four also brought in adjusting drop this time, making the sniping oh. that much more realistic in that too. So it's like parallelly, both of them fixed the biggest lack of realism in their shooting mechanic. So that kind of that impressed me too. Like in parallel, actually, they, they yeah. 
sorry. Oh, no. you were saying? Oh, no, I was just saying, it's amazing that in parallel, both of these franchises evolved at the same time into hugely improved versions of themselves. And I don't remember any time that's happened before, because it's like these two, these were the two companies, and these are the only guys out there making, you know, sniping games. There are no other sniping games out there except for these two franchises, and for some reason, somehow, this year, they both massively upped their game at the same time to make kind of an incredible experience, each in its own way. Sniper Elite 4 has, has I think, the better missions and the better mechanics, but this one brings it into an open world, which actually makes more sense for sniping than almost any other genre. Like, you actually need an open world in sniping in a way that you don't in a lot of other kinds of action games. Mm -hmm. But what I find really interesting about that comparison, because you're very right, they've evolved alongside each other in parallel, but if you look at the trajectory of the series, um, or the, the various franchises, they've actually evolved in much the same way. They went from yeah. linear shooters to having larger open maps, and then they said, okay, we need to let you play your way. So they've both incorporated warrior aspects. You can shoot with your Tommy gun and... Um, yeah. Uh, Sniper Elite 3 and 4 and yeah. 2. Uh, they made it to where you could craft traps in the field, yep. uh, which is a thing in both Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 and uh, the Sniper Elite games. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they have the open maps. They have the, the progression systems uh, yeah. that give you points based on how you kill people and how far you are from them, etc. It's like, in many ways... There's no immediate connection between these two franchises, but it's like they simultaneously said, hey, why don't we do this cool thing? And this just happened to line up to where they're saying the exact same cool things at the exact same time, and it makes completely different games. Yeah, because they don't... You're right that these two games, even though they're, they're, they have so many overlapping points, they don't feel like the same game at all. Like, they feel completely different as games, despite the fact that they have so many points where they overlap. It's honestly a fascinating case of uh, parallel development that, you know, the likes of which we really don't see that much. Yeah, I was... I, I'm, I'm just blown away by how... <laughs> like, what a great year it is for sniping video games. I think the, the special twist is that we're going to see a Sniper Ghost Warrior 4.5, and, and it's revealed that... Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 and Sniper Elite 4, like the, those two franchises have been developed by the same people the entire time. Oh, oh that, <laughs> that, that would be that, fantastic. The, the brothers in Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 are the descendants of the guy. Of Carl Fairburn from, Sni from uh, yeah, yeah, Sniper, the... <laughs> Sniper Elite. Yeah, he's their grandfather. That would be a nice turn. I would actually really appreciate And then really they can have a flashback that. bit like in Assassin's Creed. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, there's, in addition to all of the, oh, and by the way, we haven't even talked about, like, they added both games this time, added a climbing slash parkour traversal mechanic, too. Uh, and that, they actually play that into environmental navigation. I, I've yeah. got my footage playing right now, and um, there's this one mission where you have to infiltrate a hotel. Yes. And... They make you actually have to look around the environment. They don't just hand you the answer for what it is. At most, um, the lead protagonist, Robert, he essentially says, oh, well, I can't get out that way. But otherwise, you have to navigate things for yourself. You actually have to go full-on like Neo at the very beginning of The Matrix, and you have to climb out along the edge of the building to get to an ideal sniping point. Yep. 
yeah, and that's like there's there's so much in there, and every mission there's so much freedom to where you can snipe from. They have done have such a great instance? job of vil- building the world vertically. Right? Have you found the sewer systems? I and have yes. found the sewer systems. Yes. That, that, that blew me away too, is that they had full sewer systems underneath some of these buildings that you can use and they are actually useful. Yeah. You can actually infiltrate the buildings in a number of different ways. Like it's, like it's a fully constructed and very interesting game world, and I gotta say, like they, you've got silent sniper rifles to make that option. You've got and the oh, yeah. silencers actually wear out over time, yeah, much like Metal Gear Solid Five. Yep. By the you way, have to take a silencer repair kit, a kit into the field and uh, repair it. Yeah, or buy them back at the store. But yes, uh, actually, the weird part is about the game is I always had so much cash lying around that I would find myself very rarely crafting anything. Yeah, the money is a little bit too plentiful. Yeah, there's... I mean, I, I never even came close to running out of money. I always had plenty of money to buy every gun, every piece of ammo I wanted. Like, if they wanted me to craft... A, they should have let me craft in the field rather than just in my workstation. I mean, I know it's not plausible to build bullets in the field, but <laughs> like, I get that. But at the same time, like crafting feels like a more on the fly thing. Once I'm back at my base with access to a store, I'm just going to buy stuff. I'm not going to go to the crafting menu. Like if I can go to I can go to the a buy menu and just press, you know, um uh, triangle to auto refill everything or I can go to the crafting menu and fiddle around with what parts I want to use and start worrying about that. Like I'm not going to craft, guys. That's just not happening. Oh, hey, yeah. did you find the uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior uh, video game within the video game? Wait, what? What? Well, you, it's not playable, but if you go to one of the optional locations, uh, one of the um, uh, one uh, one of their storehouses, there's this storehouse inside of a mountain that is full of stolen art that has been warehoused, and if you kill the three guys there, you can find a television with, like, a Super Nintendo attached to it that you can turn on, and... It's like the Sniper Ghost Warrior SNES game. And it's just a video, but it's very cute. Oh, that's adorable. I'm, I'm never sure how to feel when I see developers putting their own studio's games within a game, because sometimes it communicates really confusing messages, like in Watch Dogs 2, um, when you, one of the side missions, not to spoil anything, is that you're looking in on an internet troll who's been swatting people. Okay. And he's, while he's screaming threats and stuff, and swatting people, he's playing Rainbow Six Siege on his computer. And I'm like, is that the message you want to send yeah, to Ubisoft? That's, that's not a good message there. Yeah, that that's one. really, really questionable, guys. Because, yeah, I mean, Sniper Ghost Warrior, the, the SDS game isn't a real game, but at the same time, so you got the bad guys in this game playing a game about me, the person who's come to kill them. That does take you down a rabbit hole that's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Maybe you're the in-game world's, uh, in the in, in the game's fiction, you're the version of Alma, I think it's Alma from The Ring. And <laughs> when they play the Sniper Ghost Warrior you. game, yeah. yeah, you're summoned to kill them. <laughs> you know, I've heard I'm waiting ideas. for Robert to bust down on my door right now. It's, yeah, there's, and there's so many fun little things in the world. Did, uh, for example, did you guys find the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house? I think I might have. I'm not sure. So there's this, um, there's, uh, in the dam area uh, by a bend in the road, uh, I think east to southeast of the dam, there's just a couple of shacks. And when you walk into that, uh, if you look at the outside, there's like a naked corpse and body parts inside a chicken coop. 
when you go into the house, you'd be like, this is weird. There's like red light bulbs in the lamps and you walk into the back room and there's just corpses hung over uh, pots to drain all of their blood into. And while you're in that room, you will hear a chainsaw start. And if you walk outside, oh. you'll find one of the the separatist soldiers like about like holding a chainsaw about to chainsaw a body. And then he'll pull a gun and try to kill and you have to kill him. And the thing is, there aren't chainsaws elsewhere in this game. There aren't animations for this elsewhere in the game. They specifically added a chainsaw image, a chainsaw sound effect and animation of him chainsawing somebody just for this one secret, this one set piece. That's the kind of extra bit of work that about this game that impresses me so much. And what I love about that description is that after create, putting all that work into creating that, the dude drops the chainsaw and, just shoots and then the pulls a gun. <laughs> well, yeah, because it would have taken a lot more work to add a chainsaw fight to the game. The enemies do not have, I'm sure you've noticed, the enemies do not have melee attacks in this game. Like, no matter how close to Oh, you barely have a melee attack, even. Although it is nice that you can pull that off even when they're alert. That is oh, yeah. nice that you can do that. Yeah, you do have an and, instant and, kill. At and when time. you're running, you can actually seamlessly kill people and vault, Keep which running. is yeah. an option I have wanted in so many games where I was like, oh, gosh, I have to jump over this fence now. Nope, it's all seamless. Yeah, you, you, like, you vault over a fence and you go straight into killing a guy and then you vault over the next fence. Like, it's... That actually is really well done, and you're right that it should be in more games, because make the combat part of the parkour rather than a separate thing. That just makes sense. If we can go back to the sniping spots real quick. Yeah. Uh, I really love, first of all, that you can snipe from anywhere. It isn't like, okay, here's the ideal sniping spot. It's like, oh, I'm standing in the middle of the road, and I can see the dude. Boom! Yep. Now he's dead. Um, what I also loved is if you find another sniper in the environment... You can yeah. kill them, oh, go up to their, their sniper spot. nest, yes. and usually they'll be guarding it with their own little mines and stuff. You have yep. to navigate around the mines that they set up and, and then snipe the people from the place where they think that they'll have support. I know. Oh, such Plus, a if your sniper rifles... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. But basically, when you find their spots, if you take them out, if you're running low on ammo or if your silencer is almost out and you don't have any repair kits left... You can usually grab their rifle, and it typically has at least half a silencer left. Oh, yeah. Again, there's all these little details. They put in so much work. They put in so much thought about the world, right? They've built this thing where they've literally thought of everything you would want in an open-world sniper game. Like, there's nothing that I, I like, I love this genre. Like, I mean, I, I was saying that it's funny because when I played the game Mercenaries... Uh, way back when on, like, the first Xbox system. Right? Oh, so good. It's a, it's an amazing game, right? I fell in love with the open-world military shooter, and that was a problem because there were no other open-world military shooters. That was the only one for, like, three years. And then we got Just Cause, we got another Mercenaries game, eventually we got the ultimate open-world military shooter, which is uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Right, But it wasn't a genre for the longest time, whereas this is showing that not only is it just an open-world military shooter, but they focused on sniping in a way that makes perfect sense. And me, a person who's fixated on this genre forever, like, I'm not even seeing a lot of stuff I would improve in this game. I'd want all the bugs to be gone, I'd want it to play smoothly, but and obviously have a better story, but from the actual mechanics of creeping around the world, and hiding, and getting to high vertical snipering spots, all of that, like, they've thought of everything to the point where it is just seamlessly playable. Where you can just get lost in this world with no trouble at all. And that, that's, and that's... so perfect. 
And that's the thing I really loved about the little question marks that pop up on your map. You don't have to synchronize your map or any weirdness. Nope. When you're just driving through the world, it automatically pinpoints the spots. And usually you'll find them yourself without even looking at your map because they just look like interesting spots you might want to explore. Yeah, it How cool is that? It doesn't tell you what they are. So you go up to them and each one, whether it's a, a climbing puzzle or it's a, a cache of uh, weapons or someone who has to be rescued, all of these spots are interestingly designed yep. and they're a joy to clear off the map rather than a, a chore. chore. It never feels like exploring this world. I can't remember the last time I played an open world game where fully clearing off maps not only didn't feel like a kind of a chore, but actually was maybe my favorite part of the game. The single other game that's done that for me is Near Automata, and even I get tired of the, the <laughs> tromping across the map sometimes in that. How yeah. does Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 have anything that trumps Near Automata? Tell me this. It's, I mean, that's the thing. It's this game that is both terrible and a miracle. Like, I went in, and as I started playing the game, I'm like, was this built on the the, the Far Cry 4 engine? Because this looks a lot like Far Cry 4. You know? And I mean, I was kind of puzzled going in. And then I realized going, as I played through it, it's like, I understand why I made that connection. Because, again, the, the world navigation, the jeeps, the vertical construction of the landscape. But it's like... And I mean, I don't want to insult Far Cry 4, a game I actually kind of enjoyed. But story aside, this is a game where it's like... Far Cry 4 without all of the padding and fat, with all of the, the extraneous stuff cut out, where it's just focused Street on... Yes, yeah, completely streamlined, where it's a much quicker experience, but all of the stuff that's in it feels good. Like, there's much more to do in Far Cry 4, but a lot of it is a chore. I, I don't... When I was playing with Far Cry 4, I'm like, my, the completionist in me makes me want to go and, like, make all of the, the weapon pouches, but do I really want to spend five hours hunting rare, you know, sloths? Like, is that really what I want to be doing with my time? Whereas this gives the same experience of a giant open world place to kill people in without wasting all of your time with extraneous stuff that, you know, you don't really need to do. And did, that's what made me love it. Did y'all find the trophy sniper rifles? Yes. I found one. I was so ticked off that I don't get to use them. Yeah. Why don't but, I but what I love about things? them. Yeah. What I really love about these trophy sniper rifles is that the, at least the one I found was actually within the possession of a sniper. The yep. sniper was using a different sniper rifle because apparently this was a treasured possession. Yeah. And <laughs> in my headcanon, presumably, uh, I stabbed him in the back, uh, took a sniping spot, killed all of his buddies, and then I took his dad's treasured rifle and just hung <laughs> it up in my office to never use. I know. Oh. I mean, I know it was too much to ask, because this game already has, what, like, 12 sniper rifles in it? Something like it's that? No, surprising amount of guns. Yeah, like a weirdly large variety of guns, all with their cute fake names, because they couldn't license any of the guns. A few of which, even, um, there's a few that are exclusive to the little prequel DLC that's included with the game. Oh, I did um, not play this. Oh, you mean that the season passed to Lydia's Escape? I do yeah. not have that. Sorry. Oh, that's a prequel. I didn't realize that. I I, I uh, received the season pass with my review copy. I need to dig into that at some point. But no. I'll wait until I finish the campaign. Apparently, people who buy the game right now, uh, the season pass edition is the only edition available. Like, you get, oh. like, the prequel DLC and all that stuff with at least the Steam package. And yes. when I was going through Lydia's Escape, like, those are some really cool guns that she's using 
and it has terrible storytelling. Once again, um, uh, it sets her up as a much stronger character than she seems to be in the main story, at least. Yeah. And these unique, cool weapons and these unique locations in this prequel, I did not see them at all within the main campaign of the game. And the fact that there's this entire section, including new weapons that will never see the light of day in any other part of the game, baffles me because no AAA studio would say, why don't, would say, let's not reuse that. Let's just leave that as just, that's just in this one DLC. That's so impressive. But then again, like, that's that's the thing that's been experienced in this game. Like, there's all these little details, all these little bonus things that just, they really impress. They went the extra mile in this fascinating way to make a game where, I mean, okay, yes, it's a buggy mess and the story's terrible, but every little extra thing feels like people who genuinely cared about the game they were making and giving you the best value in the game they were making. Like, it's, yeah, it's an incredible experience. It really is. And I've, it's strange that, like, I, there are two sniper games this year that I would tell anybody to play. Now, that being said, I found myself missing the bone shattering of uh, Sniper <laughs> sniper Elite. And there's this glitch in the game where, I guess, out of laziness, no matter what, you know, so you know the, the close-up headshots. I don't know if you guys noticed this. But when they do the close-up headshots, um, no matter how you shot at them, they uh the the bullet in the close-up headshot always comes in at a completely flat trajectory and it really? really oh yeah like the visual of it it just goes straight left to right across their head i mean it it hits at the correct angle from where you're shooting from but the actual bullet is just going straight left to right like so it never hits them at a steep downward angle for example which i actually did a lot because i really liked climbing up 100 meters in the air and then picking off guys from way above also, and I don't know if this happened in your version or if it's just PS4, but there was this glitch where, like, the animation for Bullet going through their head, they had to be either sitting or fully standing. So you would have a lot of, like, a guy half-crouched and getting up, and I would shoot him, and then as the bullet hit, his for the animation to start, he would jerk up into full upright just as the bullet hit, so he could start the correct <laughs> fall animation. Just a T-pose, and yeah, then exactly. just clatters to the ground. <laughs> It's, it wasn't that bad, but it was close to that bad. Oh, I, I, w- I wish that was a feature like you do that in the holy hand grenade sound effect place. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, like, I'm really impressed. I think these guys did a surprisingly great job with this, with this game. Like, it's, it's, it's like nothing else out there. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Um, it's a great sniper experience, and it, weirdly, like you guys have said uses its open world better than almost any other game. Which is weird, because we're now, what, a decade into the preponderance of the open world genre just being everywhere? Like, there's no shortage of open world games anymore. Like, now that the technology allows us to do it quite easily, like, a lot of people are doing it. But these guys have cracked how to make an open world satisfying in a way that so few other developers had. And again... I don't want to insult City Interactive because, I mean, what I'm about to say is going to sound terrible, but how did City Interactive get here? Like I said, I want to know the backstory. And also, there's something else that I... I, There is one thing I think that also helps explain this a little bit. A little bit in how Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 works. Okay. And I'm going to sound crazy, but follow me here, okay? Right. I think part of the reason it works so well is because it's broken. 
I know that sounds absurd, but okay. I actually think that it works. Because like when I said, with the whole Tony Hawk bit with sliding down the mountains, yeah. that is so much more fun than climbing down realistically. <laughs> it actually is increased my enjoyment. And the way the AI isn't that sharp, but you can still have a lot of fun sniping them, that's great. And the fact that the missions don't follow traditional structure of actually responding to are you completing the objective or not. There's a lot of rules broken in what you should do with a sandbox game that I'm not sure why they didn't do them. I'm not going to presume, but it actually pays off for them and feeds into what you're saying about how they act. They managed to nail what an open world game should really feel like if it's a military game. That's true. I think that's true. Like the, the fact that I never once like one after I'd started a mission, I never once got, had the game saying, ah, you're not on mission. You're getting out of the mission area. You got to go back that way. The game never pulls that on me. And that that alone, taking the shackles off in that way, just felt wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, their refusal to follow the rules, like whether they were doing it purposefully or it happened accidentally, their refusal to follow the rules of what an open world game should be or is supposed to be according to everybody else out there could be what makes this such a special open world game because they've stumbled into stuff that makes it a better experience. Now, what did you all think of the cows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cows. Yeah. I still can't believe I surfed over one. Uh, you know, but still, the, the top, my top favorite moment would be sticking my head inside a cow's head. That, that, that just no other game offers you that. The closest you can get is in Saboteur, where if you punch a cow, it will explode. What? I don't know how yeah, I seriously. missed that. Yeah, I, I found it up. Actually, it was on Highlight Reel, um, if you want to check it out. But yeah, seriously, the cows, their default response, they only assume that a car would ever hit them because so they... they're so far out. But oh. if you punch them enough times, they explode. And here's the other thing. The cows are metallic in Saboteur. They oh, make no. the metallic noises. So you punch it, and it's like... It's like a tank blowing up. (laughs) That's beautiful. Um, The thing about Sniper, the cows and Sniper in particular, though, is everything else is wonderfully detailed, uh, very beautiful, even the people's faces. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, And, of course, the facial animation and the the cutscene animation might not live up to that, but regardless... The cows are super low res. Yeah. So when you shoot them, all that happens is you get this little blip of blood and like it continues doing what it does, whatever it was doing. Like you can shoot it about 15 times before it finally goes down if you're just using like the default assault rifle. <laughs> and it's just standing there, blood spurting out of its body, a low res Xbox 360 cow just chewing cud and then just slowly looking up at you and going like, and then falling over and dying. So right. the cow is that scruffy. Cow scruffy I felt, does not give a crap. I felt guilty. I felt very guilty. I would hope, yeah. All right, so can we talk about what our favorite glitches were? Like, what was just an absolute favorite glitch you enjoyed the most? And after you tell me what it is, do you have video we can attach to this, uh, the, the, the page for this podcast? So what was your I'm favorite glitch? right now. Bus. And yes, I actually just saw it while I was watching my footage. I know where it is. I am so posting that. that, okay. that just... <laughs> so tell tell the people what happened. 
Okay, so this was actually during that hotel mission where um, you have to get a guy from across the way. And uh, I'd been, I think I'd been detected at that point. I think it was my second try through. And there was a bus. It's like, okay, a getaway. And then I get on the bus, but there's no button to sit down. So it was like, all right, I guess I'll just ride along. And I, I started to slide out the door because of the physics, but I pulled myself back in. Then suddenly, it's, you're dead. I literally just collapsed, like as if, you know, I bumped my head on the back, uh, the back of my head on a pole in the bus and just collapsed. The, the sheer momentum of a bus moving 20 miles per hour is apparently enough to kill Robert. You know, an assault rifle's worth of bullets can't put him down, but that's all you need. You just need a solid pipe and a 20 miles per hour bus. Wow. Okay. Uh, Nelson, did you have one? Uh, I don't have any much footage of my Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 adventures, but I really loved this moment in Lydia's Escape, yeah. where I was going through the initial uh, snow level uh, to, I think, gosh, I think it was to stop some sort of a military dude from escaping in a helicopter. So first what happened was I accidentally alerted everybody, apparently a bullets whizzing past your head is reason for alarm guys calm down this happens all the time in this country apparently <laughs> and when immediately after i alerted everybody and took out a few others um my alerts status died down for some reason i was wondering what the heck was going on and i climbed up a few uh fences and i turned a corner and it and I realized that all of the enemy blips are concentrated in one location. Lo and behold, not only are all the enemies clustered there, but they're all turned and facing each other. <laughs> and I just go up and I stab each one in turn. And like they all gaze at me without <laughs> reaction as I murder their friends in like their final Care Bear stare stance. All oh grouped together on this one stair. Um, oh then when I go up to actually take out the guy, uh, the game doesn't give me enough notice. I guess I took too much time or I lured the enemies or whatever. So dude gets away in the helicopter. I think I have to start the entire mission over. No, it started me right before I met the dude. Not only is the dude in a totally different part of the map, in this small clustered level, he's teleported like 100 feet near a fire. And coincidentally, it's right next to my spawn point. So the mission objective has magically become that much easier to accomplish. And I, don't I think the game's just horrified by what you did. So it's just like, okay, you know what? Here's the target. Let's never speak of this again. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's amazing. That is okay. Mine, um, yeah, the mission where you have to steal some booze for some Russian criminals. Uh, as one does. As, as one does. You know, that's that's just. A normal Friday afternoon for these people. Stealing booze from a bunch of mobsters. So I go to... I'm sneaking through the house, uh, you know, shooting guards in the back of the head. Blah, blah. It's, it's what you do in stealth games. So I get to the top floor, and I hear this conversation going on where a, uh, uh, a guard is yelling at a prostitute and demanding sex from her. And it's all very cliched-ridden. It's all very unpleasant. All right? So, you know, like we've, we've all seen this scene in terrible movies and terrible video games before it's grimdark it's verite who kn who knows why they thought it was a good idea 
So then I'm walking into the room to shoot the guard, because, again, that's what you're supposed to do. It's a video game. And I notice something strange. All of the guard's lines are coming out of the prostitute. And all of the <laughs> prostitute's lines are coming out of the guard! Oh, I, I, I actually came up on her Twitter's headback glitch. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, my gosh. Like, what? You coded the lines to the wrong characters! How? How does that this happen? Is, this is the game that gives you an achievement called Crab Walk if you move 1,000 kilometers crouching in one playthrough. Sorry, one kilometer. Sorry. In one playthrough? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, I already got that. Because if you crouch, you actually move faster than if you stand and walk stealthily. Yeah, than walking slowly. It's always better to crouch. I've noticed that. Oh, so, yeah, it's... It's a game that's full of, like, it's it's broken in all the right ways. You know, it really is. But I think fundamentally, beyond the brokenness, beyond the bugs, beyond the mess, like, there's the core of a great game here. It's just mm -hmm. no one was expecting, I mean, me least of all, was expecting a, gr a legitimately great game to come from the Sniper Ghost Warrior people. I bought it because I play sniper games, you know? <laughs> but that's... You know, that's what happens. Like, you get surprised like this. And what kind of I think is going to be my takeaway is had this game, because it already has the visuals, right? It just looks great. And they had a little, had they had a better story and then they had time to deal with these bugs, I think this could be like game of the year material, at least in the action subgenre. I, I love the Sniper Elite series, but had this not been buggy as hell and had a better story, I would have put this up against Sniper Elite 4 for my favorite action game of the year. Like, that's how good this is. I think in my review, I gave it, like, a 6.5 or a 7 because it's really buggy. But I also think anyone who has even a passing like for the genre, like, owes it to themselves to play this one. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, so Sniper, Green. Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. Who who could have possibly seen this coming? Yeah, I um I got to say I hope it does well. I hope it justifies them doing another one of these cuz I'd like to see if they get some positive reinforcement and if they get some good sales, I'd like to see what they could deliver next. They seem to be doing okay now. Enterfront did middling, so they're starting to actually get up there. I think they're reaching the point where it's sort of like actually happened with Rebellion with Sniper Elite, where at first Rebellion were kind of known as these guys who did stuff that would look interesting, but it would rarely pan out. Yeah. But now they're known for doing Sniper Elite, now they got a lot bigger a budget. So it might be finally happening for you know, for City Interactive now. This might be their big turning point. Well, and Sniper Ghost Warrior so. 3 is getting some free uh, content updates uh, later this year, including an entire multiplayer mode. So that's pretty darn radical. Yeah. I mean, uh, I love, like, I personally, I basically never play multiplayer games, just as a general rule. But I tend to really like the multiplayer components in Sniper uh, Elite because they have modes that are focused literally, like, just on sniping. Um, I don't know if you've ever played the multiplayer in there, but they've got this great mode where it's where it's deathmatch, but it's scored not based on how many kills or deaths. The only way it's scored is at the end of the match, 
who had the mo the longest distance cumulative in the kills. So if you kill the guy at 120 meters and kill another guy at 40 meters, you end the match with a score of 160. But if you manage to pull off a 400 meter shot, that's the same one kill. Like a guy could get six kills and you'll have a higher score for that one shot. So it encourages people to get as far away from each other and play as strategically as possible. Like they've found ways over at Sniper Elite to do really interesting things with sniping multiplayer. And I kind of hope seeing this is doing a multiplayer section, they find similar tricks to do here. Because again, we've seen a lot of really interesting parallel development. So hopefully these guys can up their game with the multiplayer the way they have with the single player experience. Mm hmm the only multiplayer experience I've had with Sniper Elite was Sniper Elite 3. I played the multiplayer mode for that, and I thought I was supposed to play it stealthily, <laughs> and apparently the console community I was playing it with did not have the same opinion. Oh. So I was looking and trying to shoot at, like, glints in the bushes and stuff. I think I killed the sun... It's a desert game, so I think I killed the sun more times than I killed anyone else. <laughs> yeah, no, you can also play standard deathmatch on it, and I, I agree that the standard deathmatch is not a great experience. It's only the sniper-focused ones that interest me. I don't know what the multiplayer component of this is going to be, but I, I no really hope... Uh, does anybody actually really play the sniper? I'm really curious, and now I want to know, if anyone is listening... Have you actually played the multiplayer in the past Sniper of Ghost Warrior games? Because I know they even had pre-order bonuses for it with the second one, but who plays that? I, I never have. I'd be very interested to find out if there is someone out there who's a big fan of those. Um, what, what I was going to say about it was, though, that what I really hope they do in this um, multiplayer DLC is get us some co-op missions get us uh -huh. some get us some cover and agent missions because those i love those missions where one guy is sneaking around doing objectives and then the other guy is sniper sniping from up above they did a whole bunch of exclusive missions in sniper elite 4 and it's fantastic and i hope they try it again here because i think that would this game especially would really be well served by that Can we talk real quick about, just before you wrap up, can we talk real quick about the sad state of light bulb shooting in games now? I know. Because I was a huge fan of, Snipe, of uh, Splinter Cell back in the day. I played Blacklist recently. Yeah. And I, in the first five hours, I've played it for five hours, and I haven't shot out a light bulb once. No. I'm playing Sniper Elite. I, I, I'm sorry, I played Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. And I don't see it's necessary to shoot out light bulbs. What happened to this great tradition in gaming? This beautiful stealth mechanic of having my silenced pistol and sneaking through a hallway and shooting out a light bulb and then hiding in the shadows when a guy comes to check out the light bulb and stabbing him in the neck. Like that's what that's a cornerstone of stealth game design that has somehow and it's, gone. Dis it's disappeared. Like I don't know if it I don't know if with these modern engines they put out so much work designing their lighting scheme for levels that they don't want it to be changeable. But yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. You're right. Like it's, it's just sad. Although I gotta say, like, um, I don't know that I was expecting this game to bring it back. Cause you know, it is, it is sniper ghost warrior. 
Oh, I saw lights. Time. I had hope. Yeah. Although I gotta say, I mean, a Sniper Ghost Warrior had always been my go-to reference for just like a cheesy second run title, but now we can't do that anymore. You know, they've, they've we're entered this weird position now where we're going to have really high expectations for the next Sniper Ghost Warrior. Things you never think you'd say out loud. Yeah. Right. Like that's just madness. All right. So, um, so can we just go, give some final thoughts or uh, exhorta- exhortations to buy this game? It is. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you go first. No, you go. You go. You go. You do it. You go. Do go. Elijah, go. It is this year's Blades of Time. If you know what I mean when I'm saying that, if you truly understand, like uh, we were just discussing earlier about saying that. You need to play this game. You need to. It's very rare that you find a game that is this broken yet fun. It is exceptionally rare. And the thing is, they're even being nice about it. We're saying, the season pass is in the game, if you get it right now. No other developer or publisher will ever do that, as far as I've seen. So you even get more content, which is actually a nice incentive for getting a game at launch. So, yeah, this is... This is an amazing little game. You need to see this. It's not always for the best reasons that you need to see this. You know, buses and old ladies wheeling cell rifles bear it in mind. But it is satisfying. I actually am probably going to be giving this a positive review. And I never thought I'd say that because, for reference, I gave the first one a 1 out of 10. So to have this much of a turnaround... I just, I gotta salute City Interactive for managing to turn it around like that. I, just, I don't know how to process my feelings on this game. It is that unexpected. All right, Nelson, you go. If, like me, you did not play Blades of Time and have no idea why you should be playing Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, the simple answer is, on a fundamental level, we keep talking about how broken it is, but... A lot of that is surface layer. This is a beautiful, well, surprisingly well-made game. Uh, And especially if you can get it uh, at any sort of discount, it's definitely worth your time. It's an open-world game that respects your time. In an an environment where that is almost extinct, it's something worth supporting. Absolutely. And i got to say, I mean, my final thought is that, yeah, we... We had a lot of fun with the bugs, and we had a lot of fun with how messy it is, but you can't discount what we've said about the fact that, like, it is... If you thought that you were never going to find an open-world game that wasn't just glutted, and that doesn't feel overfull, like, this is... I think I spent 20 hours with this game, and it felt like a full open-world experience. I never felt like I was doing things just to do them. But at the same time, at the end of those 20 hours, I didn't feel like I left... If I had stopped playing The Witcher 3 after 30 hours, I'd be like, I didn't see most of that game. Whereas this manages to cram the entire satisfying open-world game experience into between 20 and 30 hours. And it's everything you want in an open-world experience. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of bugs. I'm not going to lie, but when a game is this good, I'm happy to overlook those bugs. So, absolutely... 100%. I gave it a 6.5, but you need to play the game. Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, y'all. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, I guess that's that. We're going to wrap up now. Does anybody have uh, anything they want to plug, direct us to? 
Um, you can catch a lot of my stuff on Indie Gamer Team, where I'm editor-in-chief, and also you can see my videos on Unabridged Gamer on YouTube. I'm going to be doing a video on this and many, many other games, some of which are I'm actually going worse than some of which are better. <laughs> That'd be an interesting month. Uh, Nelson, go. Uh, I'm a freelance game developer uh, specializing in narrative, so if you do not want your title to end up with the train wreck of storytelling and cliches that uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 ended up with, uh, you can hire me. Uh, <laughs> the easiest way to contact me is at Rit Nelson on Twitter, and I also do freelance journalism stuff. I make games. I just released a tabletop RPG system called Ellipses RPG. You can find that on itch.io, so if you want to support me or otherwise find out how to not do this stuff, uh, there's a lot of ways to do that. All right. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, Dan Weisenberg, you, of course, uh, always find my stuff at GameCritics.com, but also the Hidden Object Guru YouTube channel, where not only uh, did I is a lot of my playthrough of Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 up, I, have, um, I took my full playthrough and I cut out just the story segments. So you can watch Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, the movie, and just marvel at how terrible this story is. Oh, I full on encourage you to do that. So, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll put links to all of these on the page so people can just check out the page on game critics blog and, uh, yeah, we will see you back here guys. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I, uh, I gotta say, I, I'll keep our, my fingers crossed that they manage to blow us away again next time. Indeed. All right. Indeed. But until then I've been, uh, Dan Weisberger. I'm Elijah Beam. And I'm Oliver Nelson Jr. And uh, thanks again, and we'll see you back here next time.